and we are recording and it's going fantastic. We got new music. There is music. Fantastic. Welcome friends to episode 11 of Friendology. Today is start so. like April, May, something like that? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. That sounds about right. March-ish we started talking about it. It was all on Zoom at first. I remember that. Yeah, we were still in the midst of pandemic. Yeah. But here we are. We are wow. Wow. One of those things I, <laughs> I remember distinctly at the beginning when I was first um, sharing the idea with you guys was I can't wait to see our one, our one year mark come and go and then sort of do a comparison of where we've come, you know, over a year. I have a, a feeling Frank will be like the aficionado of live streams by that point. I'd <laughs> 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 be like, I got this. <laughs> I keep faking my way through it, so I think fantastic. I'll still be doing that at the one year mark. I love the differences, though, you know, in which we're coming to. So uh, I'm probably the one that's had a lot more FaceTime with the camera screen, right? Roger's uh, runner up here, and he's already embarking on his enterprises. But I think over the, the long haul, though, like, need to see how we're changing or shifting over time, especially in the context of friendship. And that'll be something we'd love to get your guys' input who, is, who are listening in, but it'll be great to hear your assessment of how we've grown, how we've kind of uh, adapted in our style, in our engagement, and so on. It's been a couple of weeks. Um, we've already been doing a, a bunch of checking in. Let's just do a quick sort of spot check-in on how things have been going in our context of life. For me, I'll start. I have been uh, busy in a few endeavors. I've had some difficult conversations with some very close people in my life. Uh, And so whenever I have the opportunity, and I call those opportunities, opportunities because uh, they are going to come, but they help define the pathway, the trajectory, the the way that we're going to proceed forward, and the way we connect with people. And so whenever I find these difficult opportunities coming up. Um, I'm also watching what it does internally for me. How am I changing and growing as an individual? And one of those things I'm doing amazing at, dear friends, is I'm learning to reach out to my friends a lot more. Um, My way of seeing life is a lot more independent, and so I like being the lone ranger, kind of doing things on my own. But I've been really working hard at extending myself and saying, so it's a bit of a sore point right now for me in life right now, and here's how I want to share my struggles with my dear friends, and then uh, connection or friendships that we do share. Um, it's been a learning experience for me. It's not an easy one. I'm still feeling my way through it, but I, I do appreciate you guys being there. On top of that, I am also navigating a move, um, so I'm moving to a bigger apartment, still in the same area in the downtown Calgary, um, but that's to facilitate living with my sister, so we are super excited about that. We're on the tail end of the move, and so that has added more time there. And then, of course, uh, my mom's birthday was last week, and for those of you who do not know, my mom is one of my biggest heroes in life, the biggest uh, impact, 
influencer in my life uh, in an amazing way. She passed away a year ago, and so in the midst of um, remembering her, as uh, like me and my brothers and dad and my, sis and my sisters, as we did so, um, I also had the, the fantastic opportunity to reconnect with my brother, uh, well, one of my brothers who had kind of cut me off for some time there just uh, because of differences of perspectives. So it was a really sweet experience to be able to reconnect with my one brother. And um, so that was, that made me feel really good too. And as I'm about to hand the torch off to uh, um, Frank, I just want to highlight because you guys may not see it on the screen. Frank, would you share with our viewers your fantastic socks? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so these are like I thought they were ballerina socks. They're birds of uh, I don't know tropical birds. Maybe? Yeah, seems like Toucan. macaws or something. I don't <laughs> love know. it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> just wanted to feature. Like, courtesy of Steve Bezos. Oh, <laughs> oh no, Jeff, Jeff Jeffrey Bezos. Bezos. Sorry, not Steve. his brother, right? <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> and I'm impressed that they, they are also matching because apparently it's a thing not to match socks anymore. So. Is that the cool trend nowadays? That's what all the that. kids are I've doing. I've seen that more so amongst females, right? But My son's been doing it. That's because he doesn't care what he wears. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, my check-in is, yeah, it's been um, it's been a positive and challenging at the same time. I've been helping a close friend through some difficult times, so that's been a bit of a challenge. Um, but at the same time, I'm happy to to help her work through it. And then, um, personally for me, it's been extremely busy work-wise, um, as after a bit of a slow stretch. And, uh, for it those of you who do not know, Frank is a sanitation engineer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you do, Maybe Frank. one level below that. <laughs> uh, well, I, yeah, I, I, I do molecular biology for, uh, for, uh, at, at the university, so I'm involved in a lot of biomedical research projects um, but yeah so it works work is kind of it, it, it never really know how it's going to go sometimes it's crazy and sometimes it's quiet it kind of depends on when things come in and then more personally it's been really nice to um, to try and uh, reconnect with um, some of the, the friendship activities that I used to mm -hmm. pre-pandemic and kind of get back to life as normal so that's been a bit of a highlight of my last couple weeks so um that's been that's been really great. I've loved seeing you in person. I know. <laughs> For all of my friends, these are uh, some of my dear friends here. Each and every one of these men here, I have to stand on my tippy toes when I give them hugs. <laughs> that's how much I look up to them, <laughs> literally and figuratively as and well. And yet, you can literally lift each one of us up. Have <laughs> you ever tried yeah, that? You're deceptively strong. <laughs> <laughs> we should have an arm wrestling contest. Oh. <laughs> 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 probably win. <laughs> Process of round robin or elimination. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I experience humility in that setting. Yeah. No, Josh would totally cream us all. We'd all be on the one side and Josh would be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who do you want to hand, hand it over I'm going to hand it over to Roger. Okay, awesome. no problem. My check-in is uh, primarily about my daughter um, and it ties in to self-care. My daughter got her first job last week wow. working at Wendy's. And she's in Orlando, and she's on the freshman fringe of starting things. She has actually started. But why she's relevant for my check-in is because I have been doing the work to set boundaries with her, and the boundaries that I'm setting, and really...
keeping tied into my self-care piece as a dad who is a kid who is a bit tough to deal with. So I ain't put no money in the bank account because she's getting a paycheck next week. And that's my self-care right there. <laughs> Even the boundaries. Boundaries as self-care. I love how last last podcast fills into this one. It's so good. So good. And with that, I hand it off. Nice work. Nice work. I, uh, my self-care in the last day, well, a couple of days anyways, has been doing some sp- spring cleaning and going through some of my stuff, and that feels nice. It feels nice to get things tidied and neat mm-hmm. and get rid of some junk and fill up the garbage bin, <laughs> the recycle bin. Um, had a, some vacation, saw some family a week and a half ago-ish. That was nice, and I don't know, things are just good. You did go on a little trip, didn't That's you? That's right. A little road trip, yeah. Yeah, to see family in Saskatchewan. That's right. right yeah, right. it was good. Yeah, That's and awesome. my kids are back to school. They just finished their second day. They had a Friday, and and they just had a Monday. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so navigating waking up at some ungodly hour in the morning to send them off. Uh, <laughs> they start early, though. They the do. Is. Well, they have to catch the bus, so I send them off at, like, 730 on the bus. But all the schools start in September though, right? No, they're starting now. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're already started. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think it was the 20th or I forget the day. That's really this year, is 19th, yeah. 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 Mine don't start until September, actually. Mm. Hot ones, but... Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm looking... Am I looking forward to? I'm trying to ponder this. There's... uh, In my life, there is... In the span of, I think, eight days or so, there's some... I don't know four birthdays or something <laughs> in the early September, not to mention Labor Day and starting of some um, practicum students um, that I'm supervising. Just, oh, just no so many things all at once okay. um, within a span of a week. So <laughs> I will need to practice some self-care and balance, um, but I've still got a week here to breathe. <laughs> or or to go, go crazy planning maybe <laughs> it's more like buy uh, buy gifts and all that stuff right Frank when is your slow season slow season yeah like I don't get, really have one. I was gonna say like <laughs> whenever I talk about it's it's sort of like when I have to take time off work I, I pay for it because I get back and nothing's <laughs> got up. everything's mm. just piled up and uh, and the emails keep coming in and it's just like uh, why did I take time off yeah <laughs> oh, I know that feeling yeah. <laughs> there's no one filling in it's almost like you both have a really specific niche that you're occupying yes others can really fulfill very like as competently perhaps I think I think it would be tough to I think they could replace me but I think um, that person would have a learning curve right so. <laughs> I see interesting there's some other questions I have but I'm going to Thanks for the check-in, boys. Mm-hmm. That was really helpful. All right, uh, let's jump into today's um, topic of self-care. I selected this topic because I'm, yeah, I've been going through a season where I'm sort of, I'm trying to keep things in check, and yet it's still a challenge to be able to navigate both like work schedule for one, family schedule for another, relationship schedules as well, and um, other engagements along the way. You know, the in betweens in life, and sometimes it can get a little bit like, oi, and. Uh, Roger and I were sitting together in um, where we, we join a couple of other friends as well every couple of weeks 
um, talking about business uh, developments because we got our unique in, uh, interests that we're pursuing that way. We want to support each other, but uh, a question is asked in, in the sense of uh, what defines this, like what are we trying to accomplish? And I think the destination we got to in our um, assessment was it's a holistic way of seeing our life in the context of business. So we're not wanting to be slaves to business per se and growing in that way, but we want to have that in its place in the right spot while we're accommodating the rest of life, right? And so I, I sat there for, how much time did you guys give me? Like a good half hour, 45 minutes? Where they sort of just, they didn't grill me. They, they gave me an opportunity to sit with some of the difficult uh, things I'd experienced in my relationships in this past little season here. And um, I was just sitting there reflecting and really benefiting from their um, application of love and attention and encouragement to uh, feel the feels, if you will, which is what I'm a big fan of. I was thinking, I really don't take time out for myself this way <clears throat> to do this kind of processing, right? So there's a certain level in which I think, oh, I'm confident enough to like move on from this zone here. I, I can process along the way, right? But just taking this time that I was encouraged to take by those who knew me well, got me on this train of thinking, what does self-care look like? And I think I'm in that zone where I'm doing a daily podcast that I focus on self-reflective questions. I've got three themes, um, uh, centering around awareness, learning to be aware of myself, learning kindness towards myself as I grow more aware of myself, and then also finally maximize my happiness. So this is how I'm trying to do self-care, and yet I'm still learning from others as I hear their, um, their patterns, their implementations of what they find helpful and beneficial and so we hope this uh, conversation serves you guys um, but just talking a little bit about what that looks like and what kind of insights we can learn from each other or questions we want to pose to each other that kind of thing so who wants to dive into this theme of self I'll, I'll jump in because I wanted to mention yes. particularly the, um, the segue into that mm -hmm. what you've just shared yeah I think it was I think I had said it that before we go into the business precepts or concepts of yeah. our focus group, yeah. that we bring our whole selves like yeah. to um, our business initiatives. And mm -hmm. so perhaps if we're talking about the business, let's take a lens or a slice of our whole selves. And I guess that would apply even in all our other relationships, sure. uh, uh, romantic, social, whatever. Mm -hmm. We bring our whole selves because we bring work stuff into that so they mm -hmm. it's it's the symbiotic is that the word yeah it's a symbiotic thing going on sure uh with regards to self-care is what's coming into my head okay. right now i didn't okay. plan to say any of this it's just popping in Helpful, yeah. um you know it yeah. seems to be a symbiotic thing going on with self-care right i like the way you open it up though like mm. what was that question you said i don't you, you, remember you came <laughs> saying hey um <laughs> Want, yeah, bring your whole self. Yeah. In. Where are you at? What's yeah. going on? That kind of thing. Yeah. I thought that was really helpful. It was amazing. Roger did what I usually used to do, but I loved the way you led in that. And you're like, hey, so let's, and, and you led that really well, right? So that was a really helpful way of starting and setting that precedent for here's what our focus is, here's where our agenda is going forward, and that is how can we be as fully present where we're at with everything going on, right? Because it does kind of you know, when, for example, um, my friends, when I was sharing with them about this really difficult interaction with this close person in my life that I was processing, it affected me for a good spell for quite a few days, right? So it's hard not to experience, um, it's 
hard not to compartmentalize and say, okay, now I've experienced this, this is not going to seep over into this area of my life now, right? It's kind of like the, the things that we're going through in life in general, it seems to me, kind of affect all the other things. So I can be in that state of like, hmm, sadness, uh, worry, or whatever it is that's spilling over, and that'll affect the way I parent, for example, if I'm not aware of how that is. You know, I may have a shortness of patience, for example, if I'm not aware of how those experiences affect me, or um, it'll affect my work. People will say, oh, you're not as chipper as you usually are, you know? So these things sort of like roll in, and if we're not aware of how our self-care piece is, and what it looks like for us to tend to ourselves and give us, ourselves the space that we need, we might find ourselves kind of spiraling still downward in a depletion of energy or whatever. So yeah, I appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Awareness than action, absolutely. You can't act on something that's not in your conscious awareness, right? Mm. And some things are automatic and autopilot, like <clears throat> if you're thirsty, it's hard to ignore, most often. <laughs> Your, it, your body says you need something care for yourself care for your body go get a drink right um, but with self-care when it when it becomes psychological and, and various other aspects of our life it becomes more complex and yeah sometimes our bodies don't say it quite as overtly as say thirst or hunger or you know fatigue for example well even fatigue actually sometimes <laughs> it doesn't um, our body doesn't let us know so overtly. But that's me. Yeah, that's, I was just thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe I shouldn't say that. That's but. totally me. I'll own it. I'll own it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes. Um, so I, when I work with my clients, one of the things that I try to teach them is, and especially at the end of therapy when they're disengaging from therapy, is do regular check-ins. How regular depends on how deep it is. But just check yourself out. Where's your mood? How's your how's your energy level? How's your relationships going? You know, just it it doesn't take it takes like five minutes. You know, put it in your calendar. Just kind of do a scan of where your life's at, and then make a decision. You know, is if there's something if everything's great, great, no problem. But if there's uh, one or two or more things that are off, then make a decision as far as what you need to do it, and then do it. So two, two, two things I want to say. Um, the first one, don't answer it yet. Don't. It's a question, but don't answer it yet. Um, is self-care uh, only emotional or physiological or both? That's whatever. And then the other piece to that was, um, oh crap, it was where was I going with that? Um, how when we have these moments where our body is communicating to us, how do we know, how do we find the space to discern what we need? And I think people who recognize that they're introverts, this is where I was going with this, people who recognize and know themselves as introverts, I think may have a leg up with regards to self-care because there's so much internalization I don't know. So two things. One, um, what really yeah. is self-care mm -hmm. for me to know? I'm asking yeah, yeah, yeah. for talking. And um, is it is it is it you know is it? I'd love to hear from you. Is it is it a thing that perhaps maybe introverts and people who know themselves well as introverts are they better at self-care stuff because of the internalization mm -hmm. that can, goes on? Can I take a kick out this first? Yeah. So first, Frank. 
I want to hear what Josh has to say, but I do have a, I guess I have venture an opinion, yes, uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> Josh has like the decisive word, but I want to skate gag on a piece yeah, of I mean, I don't, I don't know if introverts are better at it, mm-hmm. but I think they do it differently. And mm-hmm. I think it comes down to like, how do you recharge your batteries? Mm-hmm. That's to be what self-care is. Um, bringing back to this concept where you were saying like, let's, uh, how do you bring your whole self into this situation or that situation? whether it's work or friendship or relationship. Um, so yeah, like for me, it's definitely time alone uh, is recharging my batteries and, um, you know, kind of getting to bed early and then being up, um, getting up with a lot of energy. Um, that's like hand tackling the fatigue thing. Um, but also other things like, like Joshua was talking about, these things that creep up on you, like, sort of like stress and anxiety is something that I don't always check in on myself with and is that is that that can be a challenge um, to make sure that I'm handling those things well um, so yeah I think for those things um, checking in is something that I have to consciously remind myself to do and uh, for me uh, you know there's a few things that I can think of that I would do to try to tackle that but one of the main ones would be um, just spending a little bit of time meditating every day. Um, that really, really, I find that's really helpful. But I do want to hear Joshua's answer okay. to your question. Well, first of all, I just want to say, yes, meditation, absolutely. Time where you can slow down your breathing and just focus and enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. Whatever type of meditation you do, I mean, it can be a reflective, uh, reminiscent type one. There's so many different types, um, but they, most of them anyways are good. depends on you and your moments, what you need. Um, but I, I, I'm fascinated by the, the theory or the uh, hypothesis of introversion um, there. And I, I don't think that introverts um, would have a better... But I hear what you're saying in that introverts probably have more, perhaps more time in introspection. But on the flip side, extroverts might have more time in being able to bounce ideas and, and things off of other people mm-hmm. and or have people say, hey, I see that you're off here because they're in a social context more often. Um, and so which one is better? Which one is, I mean, I, I don't think that there's a better or worse. I think mm-hmm. both are can be helpful mm-hmm. in theory. But um, um, <clears throat> self-care, physiological or emotional, I think that the two are the same. Physi- emotions are physiological events in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And we interpret them through our, our, our psychologies, our brains, and mm-hmm. we give them a label called an emotion. Mm-hmm. But really, they're energy and motion. Emotion. I, my professor used to say that. Just remember emotion. Energy and motion. Mm-hmm. It's hormones. It's t- temperature. It's heart rate. It's it's um, movement. All, all of the things going on in our body. Mm-hmm. It's complex, and we just we, we feel it. And then we look at the context of why why we think we feel it, and then we put a put a, a construct, a label on it. Um, but really, it's all physiology. And just so everyone's clear, the extrovert camp were those two guys, Binyam <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Joshua, and then we have we're the introvert camp uh, over here. Right over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's a clear division between uh, winning side. <laughs> but but I'll be honest. There, sometimes there's some jealousy. I wish I was a bit more extroverted. Yeah, really? Well, there, there's some downers to being extreme extroverts. Really? 
and and actually maybe maybe I'll say this because it relates to self care. Um, I sometimes feel I need pe- to be around people because my mood and and my energy level depend on being around people, and so I feel like there's a dependency, there's a, a lack of independence, um, mm. and some things you need to to do by yourself. You know, there's a lot of tasks in life that you need to be alone to do, and if I never want to be alone, those tasks uh, don't either don't get done or or don't get uh, they're not high on the priority list, and and that can be a struggle. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's not. So yeah, I, I have to be careful, and my self-care is, <clears throat> of course, I enjoy being around people. For me, that's my self-care. It's doing this, like this is just like yes, I get to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if at the same time, if I neglect all of these tasks that need kind of want just just myself to do, then they build up, and then the stressors, etc., or I forget things, balls get dropped, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then that affects my my self care in that regard. So it's sort of like a moment to moment self care mm-hmm. versus a long term thing, right? There's two things I was thinking else in reference to what you're posing there, Roger, and that is on the one hand, self care. There's the element. The word I was thinking of is okay. With self care, is the awareness piece. So the awareness of who is a really helpful factor. And I know for some they may be thinking, I don't know myself well enough to know what I need. You know what I'm saying? For self-care. I don't know how to tend to myself. I don't know what I enjoy that's going to help put energy back in when it's been depleted. So there's that element there. So the awareness piece is really helpful. And I'm not sure if there's some suggestions among you guys of how those who are in that camp of sort of like they're looking, but they don't know what it is. They don't know what expression it should take. Should they go for a walk? Should they go for um, um, parachuting? <laughs> like skydiving? Yeah, some adrenaline. The, the thrill-seeking. Right, the thrill-seeking yeah. options. <laughs> or, yeah, so there's the awareness piece on the one hand. But then uh, alongside with the awareness piece comes also the confidence piece of owning what it looks like. Because there may be some celebrated forms of self-care that are more, uh, you know, uh, pre- uh, presentable or it's cooler to embody, for example. It might be better to go do yoga for some people, right? Or to go cycling. Or So people might say, I'm supposed to do this one here because this is what is on everyone else's radar. And so I feel like I have to do this just to fit in outside of even considering if that serves you or not, right? So the confidence piece of like not only being aware of what it looks like for you to have self-care, but also how you can own whatever that expression is, even if it's just sitting and looking at the rocks or the grass growing. And that might be something like, sounds bizarre, but if that serves you, being able to own whatever expression of self-care that looks like that serves your needs. Do you know what I'm saying? I would say one of the the more unexpected versions of self-care that I did Mm -hmm. one time was... um, I just decided to pack up and go camping by myself. Mm. For I was gone for two nights, mm. and it ended up being like sort of almost like a mindfulness retreat, mm. in a way. It mm. was unintentional. I didn't go out there to sit, like decide that I was gonna, you know, sit on the grass and You're meditate for two days. But essentially, I didn't really talk to anyone for two days. Right. And I just yeah, I just hung out by the water, hung yeah. out by the fire, yeah. uh, went on walks all the time, yeah, sure. listened to a lot of music. And I, it's, it's weird. Like, I, when I was driving home, I felt like a totally different person. I felt like a million bucks. Huh. Um, 
and yeah I, it's, I haven't really done that I've done it kind of I've done maybe one day since then I had other people join me but um, yeah it was um, it was kind of remarkable so I, I do kind of wonder if if I did a more intentional kind of uh, like mindfulness retreat um, if that would be something that would work for me um, but yeah I mean that that was sort of like the largest uh, intentional expression of self-care that I've ever done um, and at the time I was going through a rough patch and it, I kind of came back feeling like far more refocused and, and energized kind of maybe that given that space to kind of sort through my feelings and sort through my thoughts and sort through how I wanted to move forward I wonder if we all need different things and different degrees of things depending on where we are in life and it's all spinning out of my own fluidity perspective but I'll tell you this something that I do daily and you talk about meditation and I only realized it was a recalibrating or self-care thing until I'm only realizing it now from talking. I take a lot of showers. And it's not because I feel dirty, but I started to realize, and it happened, started happening in the pandemic, I started to realize a release that would happen once I would go through the showers and my creativity would have ignited with ideas so much so that I had to jump right out of the shower dripping wet to write things down or send myself an email yeah. I find and it's my, I don't know if this is pandemic specific I find that even if I took a shower the night before mm-hmm. I can't get up and go brush my teeth and go I need the I need to encapsulate myself in the shower with the steam and get my mind and do some sort of a a self care activity to put my day in perspective and I didn't I'm realizing that I do this from everything we're talking about and I kind of started realizing that I needed it in my day because I would find that if I got up brush my teeth and jump into work and this is pandemic specific type of description and then at 11 o'clock I hadn't done that morning purge my equilibrium was off yeah so I think I'm I'm recognizing for myself that my tiny daily self-care activity is half an hour in a shower um, every morning, and that's one thing. But I need more. I need more too, because like that, what you yeah. described resonates for me too. The, the, the mindful thing. Mm. Can I? I, I want to um, kind of step from that, and I don't want to specifically talk about having a shower, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's something about self-care and routine and habits because uh, I don't know what whatever the task is that we can just put our minds on the shelf <laughs> metaphorically speaking for a bit and just go on autopilot mm-hmm. you know there's something about that that allows us to just relax mm-hmm. and breathe and and you know it for example as a therapist with therapy we you know there's often a lot of talk of set goals action steps do something different and that's good for sure good um but i think that we have to be really mindful of not putting too much on our plate because then that can be counter effective and it can add too much stress because every new thing that we do everything that we do differently is a, is a stressor is a, it, we have to change our way of being or change our way of thinking which can be good but it's work and so instead it, well, in addition to that, so do that, yes, for sure, 
but also have a lot of or a handful of things where it's just routine and we can just feel good because you know what to expect your mind doesn't have to race about uncertainties you know what's it going to be like when I get in the shower today I don't have to think about that I know exactly what it's going to be like it's going to be good it's going to feel relaxing etc etc right um, so habit and routine yeah. humans are a routine based creature yeah mm -hmm. And yeah, I think when in working in that post-pandemic in the pandemic world, um, you're used to getting up every day, showering, and getting dressed, and going to work. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, you're working in your pajamas every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So then you're like, well, yeah, yeah, I need that. I need that that routine, that start to my day. I get that. I'm very much the same way. I like to have that. I that don't. Consistency. I like having my own like. I like being able to like play outside of boundaries by way of saying, hey, I feel like doing this just because I can and I'm not locked into a schedule, but I found lately that that's not going to work long term for me, especially if I'm setting goals to try and achieve something, that I have to have a regimen. For example, like my um, podcast, if I have them all over the place whenever I feel like it, I'm not going to be able to set something that others can depend upon. Um, our get-togethers, uh, you know, on Saturday evenings now. If you just had them whenever you wished, we wouldn't be able to plan for them in consistent ways, right? It's like, okay, does Joshua feel like it? Oh, I can't now because my schedule, right? So there's that element that I'm having to acknowledge that I don't necessarily, uh, that I'm not really a fan of, but nonetheless, I'm acknowledging. I think there must be a, a percentage of people that are less routine-oriented yeah. out there. Yeah. And they kind of, you Still know. Still make it work. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I would say maybe they can get away with it, especially if either they've taught their community to depend on their spontaneity, <laughs> and that the community is willing to play along with those lines, or maybe they don't have a lot of people who are depending on them for whatever. Mm -hmm. It seems like that might be something that might, might work in that those contexts. Yes, yes. Having kids definitely <laughs> <laughs> kind of puts you into that well. Yep. You know. <laughs> we can all relate. <laughs> Here's some specific ways that I'm implementing self-care in my life, and I'm going to present it by way of a contrast before and after. So before, when I didn't have those elements, and in the afterwards, you want to just check the voice? You can go ahead. We've got young kids in the mix here, and so they're just forgetting to um, keep their voices quieter for our podcast. So that's okay, because this is what life looks like. So for me, before and after, it goes along the following lines. Um, before, I used to live life in a very codependent context. And so in doing so, I really didn't have any frame of reference of looking after me first and foremost. I was more along the lines of um, serving everyone else's needs, and that's kind of how I've been brought up to be selfless, right? To be selfless is to give myself to become a doormat. And I love serving other people, but I didn't have that balance that said, hey, what do I need to look after myself? The first time I saw this coming up was in my latter teens, when I was serving at the church that I was serving at, and I was doing like 20 billion things at the church, but I love giving myself, but at some point I came to realize, as much as I love giving myself away and serving the kids in, in the nursery and teaching and youth group and music team and all these elements, at some point I realized, oh, I'm actually feeling kind of hungry for something to be also beefed up in here, right? Like I, I was noticing that disparity, I'm like, 
I, I don't feel like I'm being served here. And so that was when I first took note of that. It took me another couple of decades to still come to the realization that, oh, I'm still in that zone, right? So it's only in the last five, seven years that I've been able to do that recalibration and saying, oh, right, there's me at the center who needs to be looking after me first before I consider my community, my world around me that I'm engaging with. What does that look, look like for me to attend to myself? That was a big sort of like eye opener for me and putting self-care on the map. Now, I'm still struggling my way forward, but at least now I have eyes to see and say, okay, I can at least be aware. There's awareness piece of saying, here's where I once was. I acknowledge that that's not where I want to be anymore. What, Where am I moving forward into? In the afterwards piece now, that self-care looks like a few different ways. One of those areas that I'm still struggling with, actually not as much anymore, is the sleep category. So I put sleep front and center as my number one priority, although there are times like currently when I'm just saying, okay, I'm going to sneak and fudge a little bit here for the next couple of days just because of my schedule that I'm trying to keep, but I want to keep that more consistent there, right? I feel I'm doing really good in self-care in context of my social engagements. That was my big Achilles heel once upon a time. My social life was... Oh man, I love I love being able to exceed expectations. And man, I could read a person before and know or perceive what their expectations of me were and just nail it. And, and the kudos I got, I enjoy that. But now I'm sacrificing that acceptance or pursuit of acceptance to say no. Where do I calibrate? Like what what do I need first and foremost? How do I communicate what I can and can't do with people? And how do I learn to disappoint others and be okay with that? How do I learn to be able to say no when I need to say no, you know? And so those expressions, now the piece that I still want to make sure I don't let go of is how to do so like in our previous context of implementing boundaries with kindness. That was our previous podcast, you remember that, right? Mm -hmm. Rich conversation there. And yet, how do I continue keeping that theme while being true to what I need for myself? So in my social engagement now, engagements now, I feel I'm doing really well in the piece of saying, here's how far I can extend myself in the whatever context we're engaging in, whether it's deep friendships, um, uh, more casual friendships, relationships, like whatever that gamma looks like, even at my role as a dad, knowing how to be able to communicate that. And so I feel really uh, a sense of growing competence in that. So I'm really thankful for that. Whereas before I was just like, oh, I don't know how to say no. I, gotta, I feel like I have to do this and uh, find myself wearing down not realizing that that was a really not a good spot for me you know I kept on just depleting myself and I mean it was remarkable seeing how much energy I just continued to put forth and putting out there but now I, I, at the point where I'm saying I can but it doesn't necessarily mean I need to did you come to realize that maybe you were not a bottomless pit of energy to Absolutely. give to others I acknowledge that and I acknowledge that here's the thing Frank I'm going to acknowledge that now, there's a way that I'm learning even how to acknowledge my strengths without seeming ostentatious or presumptuous or boastful. So I'm, I'm going to say I acknowledge that I have a lot more energy than the average person does, and I love being able to expand. But I also want to learn the discipline of acknowledging my humanity and saying I'm not bottomless, like like, like you're saying. I don't have, like, I, I'm noticing my limitations much more in my, in my growing years, um, now, like uh, my, my current age, I just can't do what I once used to be able to do. Was there a turning point that sort of catalyzed you making that change? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and it came when I pushed myself to the very brink. So put my, myself pushing to the very brink, um, with the amount of energy I, I had at the time, I loved exploiting it and accomplishing things that people were like, how do you even get this done? I, I, I throw off those kind of compliments. When I started 
see, when I was tired, uh, Frank, um, when I was tired, I could still keep going. But if I was tired, but I sat down to like read a book or do some homework, that's when I was done. My body just shut, shut down. But I knew I'd reached the brink, and I saw this consistently over the pattern of a few months. When I was tired and I was doing something active, I learned I can still keep going. But then when I started sleepwalking, when I was doing whatever activity that I was doing, then I knew, wow, I've really pushed myself to a point where I don't have that reference point. I haven't learned how to like see the gauge. You know, in your car, you can see the gas tank, you know, kind of thing. I don't see that gauge internally by, by way of my energy. And so now, um, seeing that at that point and saying, I don't know how to balance or bring balance here. That was my, my, my point where I'm like, I need to start acknowledging my humanity, my limitations, and how I'm going to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. I can't do the three, two, three day um, marathon stints of just work, 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 work without any sleep. I can't do that mm-hmm. anymore. I, I need sleep every day now. Kind of thing, right? mm-hmm. My body is going to shut down. So, knowing that for my own safety and the safety of others, and also learning how to put that in by way of principle, I'm trying to acknowledge my limitations, and that's something. Good for you. Thank you. It's a big transformation. I'm acknowledging it, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for it. Yeah, yeah. So those are some practical things that I'm saying. Here's what self-care for me looks like. And then a new threshold that was just opened up this weekend, you know, when we were having our, call it the Labrators, but our Bin Labrators group. <laughs> <laughs> Everything starts with I, him. I yeah. picked the name, actually. I picked the name, yeah. So as we were there, and uh, as I was just sitting in that zone of, like you guys just saying, no, we can just look internally. We did this also last week with um, Rob and Linda's um, seminar of physiologically like addressing what's going on internally and, and in the sense of saying, how does this feel in these zones here, kind of? And so that was really how well helpful as well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these are some elements that I'm like, yeah, this is really important for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I, I I just want to throw a, a thought out here yeah. um, with regards to what we're talking about, and and it, it's a, a word of um, encouragement for balance. Mm-hmm. So self care, what you need and what you needed and where you were, mm-hmm. your need for balance is to move. To this in this direction, right? Mm-hmm. To care for yourself more mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In, in in several ways. Yes. And some, I, I think that there's a there's a, a sort of a sweet spot, mm-hmm. and everyone may be slightly different, I suppose, physiologically, their values, etc. Yeah. Um, but there is such a thing, I think, maybe to care for yourself too, too much. much. Tell me about that, John. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. think about it. People were like, I deserve. Eight, vaca- eight vacations a year, and I deserve to yeah. sleep until noon all the time, and people should wait on me, and yeah. on and on and on, you know. Um, oh, for example, you know, you, you hear of these, I don't know if you guys have heard of the people that would um, would call um, EMS, you oh, know, they yes. stub their toe, and yeah. it's like, ah, okay, get me an ambulance, yeah. you, you know, uh, the, the the people that, that crave attention, and, and that believe perhaps and, and act in some ways um, act like they they deserve all the self-care and from other people as well and so that's a that's a tough one um, so yeah where's the balance where's the middle spot right where's the sweet spot yeah yeah there are people out there like that <laughs> that's true that's true. And there are people, I mean, I really resonated with your bottomless pit piece. There are people who take advantage of persons who are not able to 
keep a certain balance. Um, I have had to be very forceful around self-care stuff with work employees because I was giving and doing and working and doing and working and doing and working and doing and working and doing and it was impacting my sleep and it was impacting my stress levels. And so the more I did is the more they expected, the more I did, the more they expected. And about eight months ago or six months ago, I decided to create some boundaries for my self-care, bring back the boundaries. And and so I would say, um, okay, no, this rush job that needs to be done is important, but I am not the causal factor behind why this is now a high rush. I will do the best that I can. I'm not going to go 24 hours and we'll get this done. You know, and, and so that for me as well is self-care again. Communicate, re- being able to have the courage. Yes. Being go. able to have the courage yeah. to communicate that to people. It takes uh, guts. Tell me a little bit more about that. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Oh, that's... I don't know how I got there um, because I used to be a heavy people pleaser type. Uh, not so much anymore. Okay. Um, gone to a bit of a number of epiphanies sure. in, in life. Sure. I I honestly don't know where I got the courage. Um, was it just like you had enough at some point? You're like, okay, enough of this. This is not serving me anymore. Or yeah, I mean, my entire career has sure. been years of, of work life have been in law firm context, yeah. right? That's yeah. law firm and academia, sure. right? Yeah. Primarily law firm, <clears throat> and those machines are like uh, white collar sweatshops in these law firm environments right I mean it's knowledge work but it's knowledge sweatshops and they have no boundaries and they tend not to have boundaries and so they tend to have things happen Mm -hmm. that are outside the realms of reason in terms of deadlines and the expectation is to so you get pushed to to, to produce Uh, within difficult parameters and so I, I, I'd love to figure out when did I find the courage only we, we recently about in the past year or so mm-hmm. to speak up yeah. and say I cannot do yeah. that yeah. I remember distinctly a moment that happened two yeah. weeks ago with my co-worker who is overly anxious personality okay. and she has no self-care at all it's clear to me and I wonder if there's a connection between anxiety and self care and all that. But the point of what I, anecdote I want to bring in is, um, we're on the phone, her and I are meeting and we're talking, and an email comes to the both of us from a lawyer, and her stress level just went up. Oh, we we got to take care of that. I'm like, no, we're not. You and I are having a conversation. We're working. She has to wait, right? Uh, and so for me that was self care. For me that was setting boundaries. For me, that was looking out for my wellness because I'm not a spaghetti noodle to be pulled in all these different directions, and, and so I spoke up. So you ask a good question. I don't know where I found the courage to that, start doing that. That's a significant point, and I'm going yeah. to bring another point in mm-hmm. with reference to the courage piece because mm-hmm. uh, this weekend I had another opportunity to exercise self-care, and that was I was hanging out with a couple of people, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, my time was with them. But I got a call from someone who needed something right now, and he was across town. So I had to tell that person, hey, listen, I'm unavailable for a couple of hours. My pr- 
previous self would have said, oh, crap, I gotta go, go, guys, because I feel like I'm between two my taskmasters, if you will, right? And I had to run over there and then I could try and attend to it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I'm unavailable for a couple of hours. If you can hold out, great. If not, you know, I'll find some other means again. Mm-hmm. So the question piece is, and it relates to courage, is when do you, like, have you guys ever had that experience of exercising or practicing self-care even though you knew it would disappoint others? Do you see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's where the courage piece comes in, to be able to say, hmm, it's a brave thing to say no to someone, right? Mm-hmm. It's a brave At thing the same to say time, no. it's kind of empowering okay. to kind of, you know, if you kind of let everyone else rule your life right. because you view yourself as unimportant uh, or your own needs as unimportant, sure. um, then when you start saying no, mm-hmm. you start to feel a whole lot better. And I think that there's a way to do that constructively where, you know, like, oh, hey, like, I can't do that right yeah. now, yeah. but here's a space where I can do that. Mm. Rather than just being completely, like, it's mm. only about me. Or I can't offer this, but I can offer that. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, like, yeah, like I, I can, okay, hey, buddy across town, I can't, I can't meet you right now, sure. but when I'm finished up here, yeah. I can meet you at, I don't know, at 6 o'clock. Right. That's when I'm free. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't work for you, I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. that's the uh, that's that's the reality of my availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like right? that, Frank. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the way I would answer that question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That intersects with something you told me privately about boundaries and non-negotiables. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I explain. I don't want to go too deep in it because it's a story that is resonant with you. Okay. But um, you know, free. my story is free. <laughs> I'm giving you permission. <laughs> no, it, it's a it's about a person that you you have a relationship with who disappointed you, right? right? You remember that? Yeah, yeah, who disappointed yeah. you? And yeah. so, what what Frank's doing in that yeah. context is the same thing that you did I see. in terms of communicating that these are your non-negotiables, and if you can't meet them, then no. I so it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Maybe you want to re-articulate sure. it so they, yeah, absolutely. they get it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that from yeah. there. And I think mm-hmm. it, it, it is the same. So when I think of how I connect with people, I like doing that intentionally, right? Mm-hmm. For my riders to strangers I meet along the way. Or it, for me, it's just, it's not um, ambiguous. It's more like, hey, I have this opportunity. Here's where I'd like to get to, given the, the context here. I'm seeing them for five minutes. This is going to be an amazing five minutes, if you're willing to play. But, I mean, I guess also along yes. those lines is is not just that you're not available, but maybe you've planned something that's a self-care activity, whether that's, you know, mm. spending time with friends, whether that's getting an extra hour of sleep, whether that's implementation taking time like... for yourself and making that a priority. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And being like, you know what? Right now is me time, right? And I need that me time so that I have more yeah. energy. But to, but again, you know. and I don't negate that, since I, I agree. I think again, going to this to- topic of balance, like if, yes, if you've made a commitment and you're ill and you have COVID, okay, yeah, um, <laughs> self care, self care, and other care for that matter, because. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, if it's just like meh, I just uh, not feeling up to it. But you've made a solid commitment in someone else's schedule and something very important. Yeah. Then it's like, well, is that really self-care? Well, it is self-care, but it's also not really respecting others to I some degree, too. That. So that's where the balance comes in. I yes. think that, that we have a lot of people in this group that are tend to overextend themselves mm-hmm. uh, for others. Mm-hmm. And But I think there are a, a large contingent of people.
spectrum. That's and, right. And yeah. and and maybe over prioritize themselves. Yeah. And end up disappointing their friends and disappointing the people that care about them because they have consistently have this pattern of picking themselves over others. And yeah, so then they need need to think about. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't know how this fits into the self care. I, I, I think it thing. does because I remember when I overextended myself, and I still do that from time yeah. to time, even amongst our group here too. When I f- find myself overextending myself, and I still fall into those patterns, I can't hold all the balls I promised to hold. That's probably a terrible analogy. I can't um, fulfill all the obligations I had intended mm-hmm. to fulfill. You know, and so things fall between the cracks and other are affected mm-hmm. as results. So I can understand what you're saying, Joshua, especially, if, for example, if I said, I'm going to be there on Friday, for sure, and then something unexpected comes along, and I'm depleted energy-wise, and then I call and say, hey, listen, I promised to be there, I just don't have what it takes to be there, so this may put to the fact that I just can't fulfill. If that becomes a pattern, mm-hmm. that's concerning. That's great. But if it's like one of those things where you're trying to navigate your own temperament yeah. and abilities to fulfill yeah. and commit in certain areas and then also still take time off for yourself, that's probably something else. Life right? happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 But yeah, if you're consistently and mm-hmm. yeah, I get it and I, sometimes they interact with people like that and it's frustrating because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they, they if you feel disappointed because yeah, totally. you know, they don't necessarily prioritize you yeah. um, in, at, at all really <laughs> <laughs> or only when it suits them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. versus the selflessness piece in relation mm. to um, in relation to self-care. So some would see self-care as that's just being selfish and that's terrible, right? So they may opt for the selfless mm. expressions that say, um, I can't be a selfish person so I have to keep on being in this zone of giving because that's what's right. Mm. And one of the things I think I've personally come to experience for me in my self-care, selflessness isn't a bad word. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I love that you just said that. Take on that, yeah. Um, well, I, I I use that. I've thought about that a yeah, lot actually. This yeah, word yeah. selfish, in yeah. the sense that, um, you know, we 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 come out of our mothers being selfish. Mm-hmm. We have to be selfish <laughs> as children, especially yeah. as infants. It's like wow, wow. I need, I yeah. need, I yeah. need. Yeah. It's all about me. Yeah. Self care, care for me. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else care for me. Um, and, and that's not a bad thing. We need that. And gradually we yeah. become less selfish, yeah. hopefully. Um, but we still have needs and we still have to meet them. Mm-hmm. And hopefully most of them we can meet through ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes we need other people to help uh, to satisfy those needs. Um, so, yes, there are times in our lives, there's phases in our lives, there's aspects of our life that we're, we're selfish mm-hmm. in that regard. But of course, the word "selfish" has a negative connotation, yeah, and 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 that. if it's referring to like the entire person only focus, you know, the extreme again perspective, extreme spectrum of of self care where people are only focusing on themselves mm-hmm. and and don't care about anybody else. That's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea here is that if you care for yourself well that you're going to be better, a better person. You're going to have better energy, better um, mood, better um, introspection, uh, better ability to connect with others, help others, etc. if you care for yourself. I like that. It's almost like... So by being selfish, yeah. you're being selfless. 
indirectly. You're enabling yourself to be selfless. When you're That's right. Selfish. right. Yeah. If you do it yeah. properly. Yeah, appropriately. <laughs> and and in, a, in a place of balance, of yeah. course, right? In the last few minutes here of the podcast, I'm going to throw out some questions. These guys do not know what questions I'm coming up with. I'm coming up with them on the spot. But just uh, I'm going to think up some questions here, potential questions that our viewers may be coming from various backgrounds. Um, so, Frank, let me throw you the, the first question here. Sure. Um, how would you answer one of our viewers or one of our listeners who is saying something like, I don't feel like I deserve to care for myself because they have such a low valuation of self? That's a tough one. It is a big one. It's a tough it? one. That's a big one. I'm thinking especially like in the minds of some like who are on the receiving end of what we're talking about here. And they're saying, must be nice, but it's inaccessible to me because they haven't learned how to see themselves as even worthy of that love. Um, gosh, um, <laughs> I wish I had an articulate answer to that. Um, it, it's it's tough, you know, but I think that um, that it's it's you can gain so much, um, you know, energy and self-esteem and um, 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 I don't know, gain positivity mm-hmm. by starting to even take a little bit of that kind of like um, self-care kind yeah. of approach to yeah. to life mm-hmm. um, and, and that you'll find that it starts to change the way you see the world and the mm-hmm. way that you interact with people um, and the and you can start to build your confidence um, but yeah it's it's I think it's kind of like someone that's feeling that low that empty mm-hmm. um, you know uh, if it's like just even getting out of bed is is a challenge um that's that's hard and uh you know i'm not (laughs) a a professional by any means but even just getting like one little thing accomplished that day Mm. um you know i think that that you can build on that it it can go a long way to Mm. trying to improve your your life and the way that you view yourself If you can get yeah. people that are um, for kind of you know give you those affirmations Absolutely. every day and yeah. uh, remind you yeah. that you're yeah. worth it, yeah. um, you know that that kind of external mm. uh, stimulus can be really really sure. helpful. Or remove the people that, that funk. are remove yeah. the people from your life that are doing the opposite. Yes, <laughs> there are yes uh, recognizing toxicity and trying to yeah. um, you know minimize or remove those kind of people. Mm. Uh, it's challenging, it's scary, mm-hmm. but um, be very important for making making your life happier. There's a lot of beautiful things in the world that many people don't have the opportunity to see because they never have opportunity to even be taken to those places, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's like in reality or even relationally. And so, yeah, I think that was a really appropriate answer for those who are like, hey, it must be nice, but I wish I had access. And so, yeah. Roger, what would you say to the individual who... Um, says self-care is uh, unnecessary. Hmm. Well, that's another tough one, too, um, because, um, the o- I mean, the only a- a- analogy to it I could give is, I mean, it's, it's, if you think of the airplane and the, yeah. and the oxygen mask and how they yeah. always advise and say that, um, 
you've got to take care of your mask first before you put the mask on. Yeah. It's as necessary mm-hmm. as that, you know, as that analogy. You know, you yeah. can't you can't help another person. You can't do for another person. You can't be for another if you're not breathing. Mm-hmm. And so that would be the best thing I would come up with as a way to counter answer that person in terms yeah. of what self care is. It's an it's so much of an essential um, that one um, absent or minimal in our lives. Yes. That uh, we're caricatures of our really true self, mm-hmm. you know, and not 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 fully walking in our power, as I'm here yeah, to say it a lot. It made sense? It made so much sense. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brother, you got intuition. I, I don't know where it's coming from. Here's the thing. We're, we're modeling talking to friends, mm-hmm. and we're trying to help those who are probably mm-hmm. saying, I don't have those kind of friends to talk to. So mm-hmm. that's where some of these questions are, potential questions are coming from. Mm-hmm. Josh, your brother, um, mm-hmm. what would you say to the individual who says, okay, I, I'm compelled, yeah, I'm convinced. I need self-care, but I don't know what self-care looks like for me, or even how to start accessing what self-care looks like for me in the way I'm made up. What would you say to that individual as a certain point? See a psychologist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a psychologist. His number is. I would say that you probably already do know what some self-care things are. I think everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. You just need to... Um, ask yourself a few questions like what are the things that you do have historically done or could do in the future that make you a little bit excited or that make you think yeah that would be nice and relaxing Um, what are the things that you historically even if you're not doing it currently Mm -hmm. if you work hard say work a full day's work what do you like to do at the end of, of a hard day of work if you were to hang out with people, what, what type of activity might you want to do with with your friends? Um, so I think that every human being, if you if you breathed air, you've <laughs> you've engaged in self care sure. in so many different capacities. Mm-hmm. Um, and there could be people out there that are feeling like, okay, what used to feel good mm-hmm. isn't feeling good anymore. Now that's one of the symptoms of of clinical depression, so that can be really really tough. Um, and if it's if that's fairly extreme, well, for, first of all, I would say that in many cases, if that's the case, um, it's often um, in the brain. And if we just go and do it, we'll actually find that we enjoy it better than we predict that we're going to enjoy it. The activity that makes sense. Um, but even if they do it and still don't enjoy it. Um, and try new things and still don't enjoy it or don't feel relaxed, etc. Um, that's when finding a professional. Um, that, that's kind of the, the benchmark that I would say, yeah, you, it, it's important to, to look, uh, to see to see your doctor, psychiatrist, or, or, or um, counselor. Really helpful piece there. I like that what Joshua was saying was if you don't have those kind of people, safe people in your life by way of friendships, by way of family perhaps even, um, it, there's nothing wrong help and actually that's really highly commendable they have tools they have to say ways of helping me make some breakthroughs and so that's really helpful let me ask myself a hard question too is that okay guys because I'm mm-hmm. trying to push it on mm-hmm. um, so the question for me to answer is self-care important yes <laughs> <laughs> you took the easy one <laughs> uh, 
Friends. <laughs>